This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It has been a long time since the children arrived on the island, although they don't know exactly how long. The sea is dark and very rough. Actually, it's too rough. A storm is approaching. The children of the island and Tinkerbell are abducted by pirates. Peter Pan, a hero and a magnificent fencer, doesn't hesitate to show courage in order to save the children by fighting his worst enemy, Captain Hook. Confidently, he exclaims to him, Dark and wicked man, defend yourself. Impressively fast, Peter Pan proves to be skilled both in defense and attack. After what feels like endless minutes of combat, the daring child sends Hook overboard. He is immediately devoured by a crocodile. A victory for Pan and for the children. Wendy gazes at her hero with eyes even brighter than usual. She likely interprets this act of bravery as a proof of love from Peter. And if Wendy, despite her feelings for Peter, finally wants to return to her parents, will he allow her to make her own choices or will he further ensnare her? You are listening to Love Me, Love Me Not. Peter Pan and Wendy, Episode 4, The Infernal Cycle of a Toxic Relationship. After Peter Pan's victory against the pirates, especially Captain Hook, the atmosphere is surprisingly not festive. It's getting late. It's time to put the children to bed. Wendy tucks them in as usual. This time, it won't be in their family home, but on the pirate's ship. As for Peter Pan, he has already fallen into a deep sleep. Unfortunately for him, his slumber is anything but restorative. He who usually takes pleasure in fighting with all his might, is plagued by nightmares. Hundreds of Captain Hooks inhabit his dreams, and this time he ends up in the jaws of a crocodile. <laughs> Wendy finds Peter lying on the ground, consumed by sobs. He seems to be in the midst of a bad dream. She hurries over to him with a sense of responsibility that is inherent to her. 
If Peter Pan is upset, it's up to her to find a solution. Once again, it's up to Wendy, his surrogate mother, to comfort him by holding him tightly against her. Wendy and her brothers want to go back. When the little girl reminds the children of the island about their parents by telling them a story, which is their story, the two brothers pleaded with Wendy. They've had enough of adventures and bloody battles. They want to find their parents and perhaps grow up. Wendy, John and Michael plan to surprise Mr and Mrs Darling with their return. Peter, on the other hand, reluctantly makes the necessary arrangements. Mrs. Darling hasn't been able to sleep since her beloved children left, so she plays the piano again and again. What Mrs. Darling doesn't know yet is that while she falls asleep on the keys of her instrument, the children are finally preparing to return, flying to their bedroom. Or rather, things should have gone that way until Peter and Tinkerbell take their place. Initially, the darling children were supposed to pass through the island before being escorted by Tinkerbell to the mainland. But Peter Pan obviously had a plan in mind, a Machiavellian plan. Once back on the island, he tries to make Wendy believe that her mother confided in him that she no longer wants her. Because yes, Wendy now belongs to him. How will he manage without her on a daily basis? So, as usual, he does everything to get what he wants. Peter Pan feels no guilt. On the contrary, he taunts Mrs. Darling. You will never see Wendy again, madam, for the window is securely locked. He is at the height of cruelty. When Mrs. Darling begs him, professing her love for her children, he is ready to declare his feelings. I too love her passionately. We can't both have her, madam. The toxicity of their relationship reaches its peak. Peter Pan only loves Wendy at the moment he might lose her forever. Fortunately, Peter and Tinkerbell eventually leave, not without sadness. In a moment of compassion, Peter Pan leaves the window open. It is at that moment, finally, that the trio can return and find home and parents. Before we continue this episode, a short break to give the floor to our partner, without whom this podcast wouldn't exist. Don't go away, we'll be back right after. Later on, Peter pops his head back through the infamous window. He wants to make sure that Wendy is sure of her choice. Mrs. Darling, overjoyed since she has reunited with her children, offers to adopt him and the lost boys. Quickly, Peter expresses his concerns, which are more like worries. And soon I will have to be a man. Mrs. Darling affirms it, 
very soon. Then, carried away by his enthusiasm, he exclaims, I don't want to go to school and learn boring things. I don't want to become a man. Oh, Wendy's mother, if I broke up one day and felt a beard growing on my face. When Mrs. Darling, undeterred, approaches him with a reassuring gesture, he gets upset. Stay away, good lady. Nobody will have me. Nobody will make me a man. Once again, Pan proves that he hasn't changed. He adds that he will therefore return to Neverland and insist one last time, casting a glance at Wendy. What fun I will have. She is immediately influenced. Once again, she enters Peter's game and asks Mrs. Darling if she can follow him again. Mrs. Darling is categorically against it, of course. Wendy retorts, worried, but he needs a mother so much. And her mother replies, so do you, my dear. The syndrome of the protective and devoted mother comes rushing back. A contract is eventually sealed between the three. Once a year, Wendy will be allowed to return to Neverland for spring cleaning. Once again, Wendy's value in Peter's eyes lies solely in the usefulness he finds in her. But Peter Pan doesn't show up in the beautiful season as he had promised. Perhaps he has ended up forgetting. Four years after the original production of Peter Pan in 1908, author James Matthew Barry writes an additional scene titled An Afterthought, which later becomes the final chapter of the story of Peter and Wendy. One day, Peter Pan returns without warning. Wendy has become a married woman. Peter, remaining the same, still haunted by his wildest fears and desires, is now nothing more to her than a bit of dust on the toy chest. He finally has no hold over her. Or almost. Time passes and Wendy gives birth to a little girl named Jane. The former darling children's room becomes hers. Jane too grows up. She is no longer a baby. It is at this moment that Peter chooses to impose his presence once again. Still sporting his everlasting milk teeth, he is confident in the face of the woman Wendy has become. Wendy shrinks into herself, as if she had committed a grave mistake by growing up. The emotional dependence she had on him has left its mark. Peter takes advantage of it, reproaching her for not wanting to follow him, despite their promises of spring cleanings. Once again, it's Wendy's fault. After all, she is eternally responsible. Even worse, he accuses her of growing up. Wendy defends herself as best she can, justifying that she couldn't do otherwise. She tells him that she is married and that the little girl sleeping in her old bed is her child. Peter refuses to believe it. It's too much for him to realize that Wendy is no longer his. When Peter discovers Wendy's little girl, Jane, he has an epiphany. 
In a sadistic flash, he decides to convince her to follow him since her mother won't. Jane, who has heard so much about Peter's adventures from her mother, naturally doesn't hesitate for long. She immediately begins to rise into the air, explaining to Wendy how much Peter needs a mother. Wendy, who would have loved to be able to fly with them, accepts it. The hold that Peter Pan has always had on her remains intact, to the point of letting her own daughter go. This infernal cycle will continue ad infinitum. When Jane resigns herself to return to the mainland and gives birth to a daughter, Margaret, Peter will come to fetch her in turn. It will endure from generation to generation. As the tale says, things will go on like this as long as children are happy, innocent, and heartless. Or rather, as long as Peter Pan is. The story of Peter Pan and his relationship with Wendy is far from innocent. Beyond the magic, real psychological issues question the tale. Nevertheless, it continues to inspire millions of children. Thank you for listening to Love Me, Love Me Not, a Bababam production. The season was written by Anais Koopman, narrated by James Bragg and Deborah Reynolds, and directed by Celia Brondo. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave comments and ratings on all listening platforms.